0: Welcome to the Retire Well podcast, the show that focuses on showing you how to get the most out of your retirement. Each week, we're gonna dive into topics that affect people just like you. Ways to save money on your healthcare costs, smart income planning strategies, estate planning tools, and a whole lot more. We're gonna get straight to the point with short episodes of 20 minutes or less on the information that you need to know to be able to retire well. I'm your host and retirement specialist, Kelly Racicott, Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This week, we're going to talk about a major health planning consideration that isn't covered by your ordinary health insurance. So what happens when you need more care than your health insurance coverage provides for you? So if you're 65 years old, there's a 70% chance that you will experience this yourself. It's the number two reason for poverty in the retired community, and it's the one thing that will wreck your perfectly planned retirement. The need for long-term care affects all of us in one way or another, so chances are, someone close to you has found themselves either in need of care or is helping to provide that care if it's not you yourself okay so and i get it i get it nobody and i mean absolutely nobody likes to talk about this subject but let me tell you if you don't talk about it now you're going to wish you did down the road today you're healthy today you have options so today is the best time to figure this out you can't try to come up with a game plan once you need care and unfortunately well that's how it goes for most people I can't tell you how many how many people or how many calls I get from usually it's a son or a daughter that's dealing with a newly sick parent hi, we need to find care for my mom, so I need to buy some kind of long-term care insurance for her. At this point, no matter how much or how badly I wish I could help, there's nothing that I can do. Okay, so I hope that you'll hang in here with me today. My goal today is to give you just some basic knowledge on the subject and to give you something to consider and some questions to ask yourself in regards to how you'd like to handle your future care. So, first, let's talk a little bit about what long-term care is. The National Institute on Aging defines long-term care as a variety of services designed to meet a person's health or personal care needs over a short or long period of time. Now, these services can help people live independently as long as possible and as safely as possible when they can no longer perform everyday activities on their own, okay? And those are things like, eating, bathing, dressing, getting to the bathroom, transferring around the room from one place to another. Okay. So now when we talk about these types of concerns, most people that I speak with, they share similar concerns. Okay. Most people are worried about three major things. And the first one is remaining independent. And this means different things to different people. So it could mean staying in your home for as long as possible, not being a burden to family members or friends, and not being Told what to do by facility staff or their own children for that matter. The second thing is having choices. Okay, so this centers around where the care is going to be received. You know, Do you want to be able to stay at home? So having the choice to stay at home for your care. Or if you have to go to a facility, choosing the facility that you go to is an important decision for a lot of families. So having the choice of where to get your care is a big deal for a lot of people. And the last thing that people are mostly concerned about is protecting their assets. You know, some people want to ensure an inheritance or a legacy that's left to surviving family members. But it's also important to consider what's going to be left for the spouse who's not receiving the care. Sometimes there might be enough money to go around to fund one person's care, but not a second time around, okay? So these are major life-altering considerations, and not just for the one person that's receiving care, but for the spouse and the family as well. You know, If you're listening and you've ever had to make a hard decision to put a family member or a loved one into some type of a personal care home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that's not an easy decision to make. Okay, so this is a hard conversation. I know I've talked before about having hard conversations, but this is one of those conversations that it really takes some courage to have this conversation. I'm not going to lie. You know, this is tough. It's a, it's especially tough to have with your kids, especially if you're young and you're healthy. If you're in your mid-60s, 70s, and you're still on the go all the time, Not only are you not ready to think about this, but your kids aren't ready to talk about this yet. Your kids aren't ready to think about their parents ever being frail or elderly. And contrary to what you might think, your kids don't think you're elderly just yet, okay? So psychologically, the idea of you needing care is so far removed from where you are in your life it's just easy to kind of push it to the back burner and say, oh, I'll deal with that later. All right. And so when I'm meeting with retirees and I ask and I always ask, you know, what are your plans for your future care? I get a lot of common responses and I want to share some of those responses with you today. And I want to share them for you, share them with you so that you can ask yourself, would this be Possibly how you might respond, um, and if it is, that's okay. Um, I just want to challenge your way of thinking, if that's okay with you. So, the first thing that I hear all the time, and it is probably the most common misconception out there, is, um, well, does it Medicare pay for that? Medicare will pay for that. You know, my my mom was in a home for a couple of weeks, and we didn't get any bills. Medicare paid for that, so. Let's talk about what Medicare does cover. Medicare does not cover long-term care. Medicare covers skilled care, some skilled care. Okay, They'll cover up to 100 days. Skilled care is a high level of care that's provided by a physician. And Medicare alone, Parts A and B, is going to pay for the first 20 days at no cost. There's no copay or anything like that. After day 20, Medicare will allow you to stay in that facility and they'll pay up to 100 days, your co pay somewhere around $200 per day. Okay, but it does not pay for custodial care. Okay, so for Medicare to even pay for the first 100 days, you've got to qualify for that. And that's a whole nother discussion. But no, Medicare does not pay for custodial care. And that's something that is a huge misconception out there. A lot of people don't find that out until they're in that facility and they're being sent home well before they're ready to go home because Medicare isn't covering them anymore. Okay. another common response that I get is my family is going to take care of me. And this is probably true to some degree unpaid family caregivers do make up the majority of unpaid care and of course they're gonna care for you they love you and they will no doubt do whatever is necessary to make sure that you're provided for but there's a few things that I want you to consider about this okay and the first one is how much how much of the care do you want your kids to provide for you? Do you see them playing more of a supervisory role like, you know, making sure your medicines lined up and filled all the time, groceries are shopped for, the house is cleaned up and tidied, the lawn's taken care of? Um or do you see them more hands-on, actually providing that care, getting you to the bathroom, helping you to bathe, helping you to eat if that's necessary. All right, so that's the first question. How much of that care do you want them to get? Second question, are they physically capable of caring for you? Not emotionally or not will they. Of course they, they will or they would want to. But are they physically able? Can they lift you if you fall? Can they get you in and out of the car to take you to the doctor? The other consideration is, will they have to quit working in order to provide this care? And are they financially able to do so? Now, obviously, the answer to these questions is going to be different for every single family. But these are the discussions that need to be had. Okay. Um, Another common response that I get is, well, I'll just go on Medicaid. You know, if you have limited resources, well, then Medicaid may very well be right for you. Um, But if you have some level of financial resources, you will have to go through that. You'll have to go through that spend-down process in order to qualify um, for Medicaid. So again, this may very well be the right solution for you. But if you have a spouse and you go through and you spend all the resources on your care, well, what's going to be left over for the spouse to either maintain their lifestyle, or possibly provide future care for the second spouse if, if they need it. Okay. And that kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, my spouse will take care of me, or we'll just take care of each other. And again, I'm sure that's probably true. But how much care can is the other person physically capable of, and how much money will be left over? So that's kind of kind of the same thing. All right. So those are the most common responses that I get whenever I ask about long-term care. So I would just want you to think. You know, if I asked you that today, what would your response be? Would it be one of one of those common responses, or would it be would it be something else? Um, and if it is one of those common responses, that's okay. I just want you to think a little bit deeper on that. All right. So let's talk about. Who's pay? How does long term care get paid for? So I don't care who you are. There's three ways that long term care could be paid for. That's it. Three ways. You can either self fund, which means use your own money or your own savings in order to pay for your care. And at about $10,000 a month. Well, I don't know too many retirees that can keep up with that for a long period of time. All right, the second way that long-term care gets paid for is Medicaid. Medicaid is actually the largest payer of long-term care nationwide. Medicaid is a government program for low-income individuals. So many of you won't qualify for Medicaid. In order to get Medicaid, you would have to go through what's called the spend-down process, which essentially means you spend through all of your financial resources on your care until it's gone, and then you can apply for Medicaid. And the only other way to pay for long-term care is to have some type of insurance policy to help cover these costs. And this could be traditional long-term care policy, it could be a short-term recovery care policy, it could be a life insurance policy with an accelerated benefit rider, or it could be any of the many hybrid products that are out there gaining popularity today. There's tons and tons of options out there. But that's it, okay, three ways. You either self-fund, Medicaid, or you have some kind of insurance to pay for it. So which one of those is gonna be the best for you? Well, that depends not everybody listening today should be running out to buy long-term care care insurance after they listen to this all right everybody's situation is a little bit different you know so you know if you're somebody that has two million dollars in savings and you've got a lot of financial resources well yeah it will be completely plausible for you to self-fund your care although it's not uncommon for those high-income people to also buy the insurance anyway just because it gives them peace of mind all right but with that type of assets you can afford it if you have limited resources well medicaid may very well be your best bet but what about the people that fall into the middle all right which is probably most of you listening all right you've got some resources in fact maybe you have enough resources that you feel pretty good about your retirement plan but you're not a multi-millionaire so self-funding is probably going to delete your assets pretty quickly all right and this is where the challenge lies for most people it's like a catch 22 you know i don't want to spend the money on a premium for insurance but if i don't i could be risking all of my savings all right so it's a really tough spot to be in for most middle american people all right now no matter where you fall on that financial spectrum you all need a plan for your care Okay, doesn't matter what that plan is, you need some kind of plan. All right. And so in order to come up with that plan, these are the questions that I want you to consider for yourself. Okay, where, where do I want to receive my care? How do I want to receive my care? Who do I want to provide my care? What assets are available for my care? And what assets will be available for a spouse? if we both need care. Now, I want to stress there is no right or wrong answer to these questions. These are based on your own personal feelings, and there is no right or wrong answer. I have found over the years that many people have very strong feelings on this subject, though. And whatever those feelings are, they're yours. But how you answer those questions for yourself is going to help you and your advisor choose the best plan of action for you all right you may very well decide that the best plan of action is to self-fund which in that case well you're going to need a plan to determine to best do that which funds should be drawn on first how do i leverage those dollars to maximize my necessary care maybe medicaid is the best course of action for you and again this is still a plan what does that spend down process look like for you Where is that going to leave your spouse? Are there any assets that can be protected from the Medicaid process? One of the various insurance options might be a better option for you, but you'll need to decide how much of that risk do you want to transfer to the insurance company and when? And do you want to share in that cost or do you want the whole cost of your care to be covered? So the point I'm trying to make here is that whoever you are and whatever your financial status, you need a long-term care plan. It doesn't have to be insurance, but you need some sort of game plan as to how you're going to get that care. And I know that this is an unpleasant conversation, but I want you to know that you have options, lots of options, actually. You know, the long-term care market has so drastically changed even over just the last four and five years we've seen such a change in this marketplace and there are a lot of options available to you that that weren't really available before so that's why it's so important you know when you're building your retirement plan that you consider this from the very beginning make sure that your income plan has been stress tested for a long-term care event Has your income plan been stress tested to go through the spend down process? If you're not sure, I want you to call my office. Schedule a complimentary appointment. I personally will review your plan and give you a second opinion. If your plan is solid and it matches your goals and your wishes, I'm gonna let you know that. And if it's not, I'll help you to find a solution, okay? So that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for sticking with me today and being here again this week and I'll catch you all back here next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Retire Well podcast. Our goal here is always to bring you value and share insights to make your retirement everything you always hoped it would be. I would be forever grateful if you would leave us a review because that helps more people find the show and please share it wherever you share things on social media. Thanks again. And I hope to see you back here next week. The preceding information does not constitute tax legal or investment advice. All opinions and information shared in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be acted upon without the assistance of a qualified and licensed professional. Any guarantees mentioned are subject to the strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company, and any mention of rates or performance are subject to change without notice. Kelly Racicott is the agency owner of Hometown Retirement Specialists, LLC. If you have questions about the show, Kelly, or Hometown Retirement Specialists, please visit us on the web at yourhrsagent.com, and you can find our full disclosure in the show notes.